What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. We are back with a good time. So as always, Tim and I start things off with some fun conversation. We chop it up. I just had my annual boys trip, boys ski trip out to Utah with my brother and dad. So I talk about that. And then I highlight my buddy Tim over here for uh, just his consistency. Um, so it leads us to a little New Year's resolutions talk, something I wanted to bring up. I but cried. We go through that. Yeah, a little bit. He shed a tear. Uh, then I go into a, uh, a tip of mine nutritionally. Tim and, Tim and I have been adding a section where we add tips from uh, you know, our jobs and, and careers and, and how, we've, uh, how we think uh, that can help others. So I talk about utilizing carbs. They are not the enemy. And then in book talk, I read how to make great decisions. And so I go through some of the biggest points I took away from that. Tim, where do you take us today? Yeah, I thought this was a great episode. I think first one we've done in a couple of weeks. So we had a lot of exciting updates of what we've been up to. And uh, I, th- I thought we talked a lot about uh, time management there for a little bit, how yep. we in, like scheduling and be more intentional about your day. So I thought that was a good section as well. Uh, and then like career tips for my section talk about cover letters and um i speak with a lot of people who are wondering if um our cover letters out of date do people still read them i i let you know like everything you need to know about writing a solid cover letter that will help you land an interview um because companies do look at them some people don't some people do but i think it's good to have a solid one so talk talk about that there and then uh book talk um i just listened to an audio tape the strangest secret by earl nightingale and he said something in there about our minds that I thought was a very, I haven't heard anything like it before. I spent on it like that. And it really put things into perspective. And um, we got into a good discussion there about that at the end and um, how, how you can kind of get out of a funk if you're in a situation where you, you want to do something different. We kind of talk about simple ways to at least step in the right direction and get to that. So I thought that was a good section to, to kind of end on. So um, if you guys want like to skip to a s- certain section, like we have show notes that say like what we talk about. So feel free to look through those, but obviously we want to, we want you to ride with us for the entire time. But uh, yeah, I think you guys are going to love this episode without further ado, episode 178. Just got back from Utah. Yeah. How was the trip? Too short as always. Um, because you went someone somewhere different this time, right? Yeah, we did go somewhere different. Yeah, so every year my brother, my dad, and I take a boys' trip. We do a ski trip. My dad skis, and my brother and I we snowboard. Mm-hmm. And I started real young, and then there was probably a ten-ish year gap through school and stuff that we just didn't go sports. You know, too busy. Mm-hmm. And then. Once I graduated college, started working, I was like, I can take my own trip now. And I would go see our my good friends in Denver every year and Mm -hmm. snowboard out there. And then a few years ago, my dad was like, we need to have our own boys trip. Yeah. And so that's when that started. So this was this was year three. We did Vail the last two years. I've beat up Colorado pretty, Mm -hmm. pretty good over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, But Vail is one of our favorites outside of Aspen grew up going to Aspen yeah um so yeah very blessed to be able to do those things but we went to Utah this year hit Park City for a couple days hit Solitude for a day that was pretty icy yeah the snow could have been a little better Mm -hmm. um not trying to shit on Utah but even their license plate says greatest snow on earth oh yeah you gotta back that up not when I was there kids yeah Mm mm-hmm um, that's good that you got you three got to you get to do that trip every year. It's fun. You all man. live in different areas. So it's it's nice fun. To yeah, kind of come together like that. But yeah, but good and slo- it's good slopes though. Good. Yeah, I it was it was all still rideable. Like yeah. you could work it. There was enough snow to work with. Mm-hmm. I've had icier conditions. I've had yeah. worse. But this, you just got to attack that shit. Like otherwise, mm-hmm. it's gonna eat you alive all day. Yeah. Um. So it was just got to ride hard and fast. Like you just, you got to be comfortable going fast those days. Yeah, for sure. But our best day was the last day. Of course, we went to Snow Basin, and snow was really good there. Mm-hmm. It was it was awesome. So, uh, yeah, last day was the the best in terms of snow conditions, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I would definitely go back to Utah. Yeah, would definitely go back. I wish. Um, Park City was able to represent itself better. It was just snow. Mm -hmm. You know, with a few inches of fresh snow, that's a completely different resort. Mm -hmm. Uh, But 
Utah is beautiful, man. Yeah. I have yeah. a friend that lives out there, Eric. He says it's, I mean, there's good golf out there, but a lot of people like do the trail, like they'll do mountain biking trails. They'll sure. Do, they'll, uh, they'll ski or, yeah, there's just a lot of outdoor things to do. It's a very like, I think it's a very active state. It's probably a lot of people oh, that do Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. You can be outside year round. Dude, that's, yeah, that's my ideal place. That's yeah. where I want to live, like, out at there. some point. Yeah. yeah. I like Indiana. Like, I, I always want to have a place here and, like, be close to family, but I do think it's important to, like, have a spot where if you wanted to go out and, and like, do meaningful stuff, you can still do stuff in the cold, but, like, a place where you can do stuff outside and, like, yeah. feel good every day doing it. I agree with that. I would want somewhere, like, I love Indianapolis. Uh-huh. I'd probably want a place here and somewhere where I could go boating, like, mm-hmm. year-round. Yeah. To like be on the water. Tippy. I'll still I'll still go to my on my ski trip, but you know, if I'm gonna own another place, probably yeah. probably be on the water. I'm a water yeah. guy, man. Have you ever been to Tippy Canoe Lake? No, I haven't. It's up near where Warsaw is. I think you'd like that lake. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. can see you having a house on the lake. I'm, I'm used to the Great Lakes. I love yeah. the Great Lakes, man. Oh yeah. But uh yeah, Utah still like so it was funny. We we cook a couple nights. And then we'll go out to dinner a couple nights, and usually we like to have one or two nice meals. Yeah. And we go to this chop house. My brother and I order a martini, and it's like the glass is like a third full. So you have these three big olives mm. on this toothpick, and this the actual drink is only covering like an olive. And I'm like, okay. Okay. Um. So, guy, waiter comes back, and we just kind of ask, like, very nicely, like, hey, you know, we're wondering, like, it's kind of a shy poor, and uh, he's like, well, in the state of Utah, we're legally only allowed to give you one ounce of liquor at a time, so it's a shot. Oh, okay. And I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they just still have some interesting laws, and I think it's, I think they have, like, a thing with mind-altering stuff okay yeah because um, i've noticed like a lot of restaurants do that like not only ones like, yeah like, like they have liquor try, stores but, and, and stuff like that yeah i've been to a restaurant where like they notice but, but like less than half of the glass yeah so it, because they can only serve it. you so much liquor at one time okay mm. um but i went to a <clears throat> excuse me cbd store i first couple of days my stress anxiety was a little high. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to a CBD store and I'm talking to this girl. She was like from Wisconsin. I'm, we're just talking. Uh, I w- walk in. I'm like, hey, you know, this is what I'm looking for. She's talking to me about tinctures and I make some comment. I was like, oh, man, I'm kind of surprised with how tight your all's cannabis laws are out here. And she was telling me it's based on religious beliefs. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And, you know, I've, you know, Reference the Bible, grew up Catholic, Christian, mm-hmm. uh, more what I practice. But uh, I was like, oh, wait till you tell them that cannabis is referenced in the Bible. She goes, well, that's number two out here. It's Book of Mormons out here, mm-hmm. like the Golden Tablets. I'm like, oh, that's right. And she goes, yeah, so the lawmakers make laws based on that. And cannabis won't be like recreational here until it's federal. It's wow. very fascinating. Yeah. yeah, learned a lot while I was out there. Yeah, and how like each state really is different because mm-hmm. there's different people making like top level decisions about it in government. Yeah, yeah, yeah but Utah is cool, man. I would definitely yeah, go back. Um, yeah, so overall <clears throat> trip was good. You know, it's fun to see small things like in the airport coming back. This mom was like holding her child and trying to take her shoes off and security uh-huh. and this and that and just struggling. And this uh, say older couple, they were probably you know sixties, upper sixties. Uh, in front of me and that lady was like hey do you want me to hold your son for you like why mm-hmm. do you do that and so it's like one of those mom to mom things like if I said that it'd be like no creepo like <laughs> back the fuck away from me but it like you know one of those scenarios yeah. where that lady was just helping her out so <clears throat> she could get through security she's got the son you know it's just her and her boy and I'm like man like, I wish I had a quick video of that just to yeah. put on the internet yeah and have capture those moments yeah exactly the airport there's so many interactions to exactly study and like and people get frustrated so uh-huh. quick and waiting in lines <clears throat> and this and that and this lady like she got off the phone and she's like hey let me you know let me help you out and then you know they went through security but it's just like small stuff like that yeah that just 
one of those mm-hmm. by everybody a day, like just a little thing. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Cool, you notice that. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, man, the trip was good. Like I said, too quick, but it's uh, made me slow down for slow down for a couple days. Mm-hmm. I think good. that's why I was anxious at first. Yeah, because I'm used to going. Right, right. Um, that's a different like change of pace for you. Because that's one thing that. Um, yeah, I went 100 to zero. Literally. <clears throat> yeah. Because I work in the airport on the plane. Like. Yeah. This. I'm kind of yeah. I'm I'm the same same thing with me. Like, mm-hmm. I value the relaxation and and going for several hours and doing something, taking my mind off something like going golfing or something. But yeah, I'm always going. Like I can't. It's tough for me to like put that away for a few days because like I really do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Every single moment of it, and I love like getting better at it. But sometimes you gotta, you gotta let your body reset a little bit, and just yeah. like let let it chill for a little bit. Yeah. Even though your mind like may not be telling you that, like, cause you want to keep going. Um, sometimes you have to listen to your body too. So how you feel? Yeah. So, what I could do better sometimes. Yeah. 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 Same. But. Yeah. But we we enjoy what we do, so it's like it's tough to like. That's yeah, the thing. Monday that. is and just it's, Monday. It's our, it's our thing. Like it's ours. So yeah. It's like tough to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I <clears throat> did that one post like, you know, Monday for us is just another day. Like we'll work on a Sunday, we'll work Saturday. So it's just and then if we want to go out and shoot pool on a Tuesday, we yeah. will. Mm-hmm. We don't have, we don't have to wait till Friday, Saturday. It's just yeah. we'll go do it. Um yeah, that's, that's been the biggest it, mental shift for me actually. Like, like before before this like I was just in a different headspace on the weekend, whether it was good or bad. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't like, like because I was working for someone else from Monday through Friday. Like I don't know how to explain. Like even though we were working on the weekends for our side things, whatever. Like it's nice being able to like kind of spread out your energy the way that you want, like throughout the week. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's a good feeling. Yeah, when I first work, work when you feel the best. Yeah, when I was first out on my own, I would lose track of what day it was so easily. Same. Cause it all it was all the same. Yeah. Like, and it was all different, but I was just always hitting it no matter the day. Mm-hmm. So, still kind of feels like that sometimes. Yeah. But I've a lot more appointments, so now I have to actually know what day it is. I just the th- the biggest thing I've noticed as well is like how quickly the days go. Like obviously we I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. You just sometimes I just lose track. Like it's crazy. Like not always, like obviously like I've got. I like to schedule out my day like hour by hour and like do what I need to do. But it's just crazy. Like when you do that, how quick, quicker the day goes. It's weird. I don't yeah. know. That's one thing. Cause I split things up into time windows. Like I'm not like, I feel like I'm going and doing something like, Oh, I'm going to be doing the same thing all day. Like I'm doing it in that instead of like breaking up into little windows of time, be like, I'm doing this for this window. I'm doing this yeah. for this window. And like being more, strategic about it i guess and like be more intentional i think that makes the day go faster in my opinion that's what i need to start doing um and i was gonna plan it the other night but got too late but is scheduling out blocks of my day like all right from this time to this time i'm working on only this Mm -hmm. thing or this business yeah this time to this time i'm working out from this time to this time i'm working on this um i know that would set me up for a lot more success in my days here's what i've noticed as well my sleep i sleep better when i schedule out the night before i'm sure i'm pretty sure there's actually like a study on this somewhere i I can't quote anything right now because i don't have anything in front of me but i'm just saying from my personal experience like when i know stop spreading misinformation tim jesus (laughs) when i like when i take like five minutes like at some point like after 9 p.m or when i'm about to go to bed like write it out like just knowing, like going to bed, knowing exactly what um, the general, like things are going to change throughout the day. You're going to have to adapt your plan because yeah, things will change. Yeah. But it, it hits different when you're going to bed knowing like you got a, a game plan for tomorrow of some yeah. sorts. That's what I need. That's but, what I need to do. Yeah. All right, Tim. I'll schedule my days out. I'll do it. I'm not. No, dude. You do. You do what works for you. I'm just. I'm sure. No, that, I'm sharing, I know that I'm will work what for me. I, I'm sharing what's what. Like I've been going through myself with yeah, that. it's crazy. When I was in uh, school, I would have my planner. I would know all my assignments, when what is due. Even if I would procrastinate until eleven p.m. to start my essay due at eleven fifty nine, 
I'd get it done, but I still knew when I had to do everything. Right. And now I don't write anything out for my day, but I know like if I did that, like by every you know one hour, two hour, whatever it is, then oh my gosh, dude, yeah, that would be so much more helpful. Yeah. And here's the other thing, like going to it with like the mindset that you don't have to get everything done like on what like what you write down because like I I've talked with some people who like they'll start doing this and then they'll like not check everything off and then they'll feel bad that they didn't get all the stuff done mm-hmm. and then it'll stop them from continuing to do it. So I think it, there's a mindset Damn. where okay. like you have to like you have to I'm knocking the microphone here. Yeah, uh, just stop. go with the mindset like hey like prioritize and like get what you need to get done but like con- congratulate yourself on like what you did get done that day and not like what you didn't get done because you can always just transfer it over tomorrow and yeah. like reprioritize it that way i would just say like be accepting and like that's where i think it's better than not planning because like you're more likely to get done more done by by planning it out rather than just yeah. doing it blindly but and that's where i think doing stuff so like for example this you know our podcast work block, we have two hours every week where you and I are in person and meet and, and do whatever we need to do. But like having that where it's, okay, <clears throat> this time to this time is off the dome radio. Mm-hmm. Okay. This time to this time is uh, the coaching business. Mm-hmm. And just putting time blocks on what I'm going to work <clears throat> on. So I'm not in between this project and that project. And, you know, I'm kind of crossing over every 15, 20 minutes because I'll do that. Mm-hmm. And then nothing is really done, you know, nothing's further along, mm-hmm. really. Because I was like, 10 minutes here, 5 minutes there, then I'm back to this other one for 5 minutes, I'm back to this other one for 20, and I was on a good roll, then something else distracted me, and it's like, nope, nothing but this mm-hmm. for the next 2 hours. Mm-hmm. And so I, like, that's what I cross off. Okay, I worked on whether it's making posts and content or writing as much as I can of a certain topic for a blog. You know, if, if the blog's not done, okay. But I worked on that within that two hour block. I worked on that for an hour. Mm-hmm. So maybe the next day it only needs 30 more minutes. Mm-hmm. Then if it's two hour block, I have 90 minutes to do something else. Yeah. And, and that's how I think, you know, you, you brought up a good point of if there are so many things I don't cross off everything, I didn't, I didn't succeed that day. Yeah. Um, to where it's just, hey, this time frame is only this business. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. But I need like, to take that advice. I just need to do it. Yeah. And like, you just got to find like, do what works for you. Like, mm-hmm. you, you like have a better idea of like how long something takes. So yeah, just yeah. One thing I've been doing is like when I get some, and it feels good like in my my notebook checking something off when I'm done with it. But the things I don't get done, I put like a side arrow to the right to say like, hey, like it's going on like tomorrow's list. And okay, nice. That puts you more <laughs> peace that you're uh, you've got it scheduled for tomorrow now. But yeah, yeah, nice. Man, you brought up you were golfing. Um, I, I forgot to bring it up our last episode you and I did, mm. but it it gave me some thoughts about like New Year's resolutions. Because you've been – so it's cold. We're in Indianapolis. It's cold here. <laughs> it was 8 degrees for those a couple listening. days ago. Yeah. yeah. So – and it can be 45 the next day and then yeah. negative 5 the day after that. Because it was you, 50 one day last week. Like life in the Midwest, the weather here is like a box of chocolates. Mm-hmm. Never know what you're going to get. It was 50 and then we got the largest snowstorm in history the yep. next day. But Yeah, yeah exactly. So – but – Tim uh, has been to the driving range in all the conditions. So obviously when it's above 30, he's out. But if it's 10 degrees, he's out. And granted, they still have heating heat lamps, so he's not that much of a hard ass. But no, Yeah, kidding. no, that's actually what no. keeps me warm. Like, but, you don't feel the temperature. But the point heat. is, like, you know, sure, New Year's resolutions can be great for some people. Yeah. I, like... I can do better at writing down goals. I visualize things like all the time, mm-hmm. but I could do better at writing them down. But you know, if resolutions help you, then they help you. But 
sometimes I think I see them fizzle out more so than get followed through upon. Mm-hmm. And it's cool seeing you in five degree weather because you're just consistently doing your thing. Mm-hmm. Like you're putting in the work. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not your New Year's resolution. It's just that's what you do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, that's like people want to know what the key is. <clears throat> Consistency like that. Yeah. Like it's probably a lot more fun to hit balls in 65 and sunny than five degrees and overcast and depressing as shit. Yeah. And you don't know if you're going to get sleeted on or rained on or whatever. 30 mile an hour, 30 mile per hour wind. Yeah, right. <clears throat> Have a tornado rip through there on hole six. But. Dude, like, this is this is what I got from you though. Like pockets of peace. Like ever since you brought that up on the show, like that's what this is. Mm-hmm. Like I. Like there, we, we do our daily work. We have our job. We have our business, whatever we're doing. But I'm a firm believer that like you can't do that for like like a bunch of hours in a row, like nine hours in a row. Like some people work that way, but like I need to like go like hit balls for an hour or go shoot hoops for an hour or like go do something like move my body. Yeah, you got to recharge the batteries a little bit. That's all it is, man. Yeah. See you. But it, uh, <clears throat> you're doing the work, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out. Aubrey Marcus, yeah, he, uh, got got it from his book, those yeah. pockets of peace. But yeah, that for sure. Um, but it's also just like, man, it's just consistent work. Yeah, it's fun work too. Yeah, and it's like that's the thing. Goals. You're you're doing it in the cold because you really enjoy just doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, don't force a New Year's resolution. I'm not telling anyone how to live their life. Write them or don't write them. Have them or don't. I don't care. Mm. But just. You know, I was talking to someone else, and I'm like, oh, I'll probably do this. It's going to be boring. Like, why? Don't do boring mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Do what lights you up. Do what you want to do. Yeah. Make money doing it, or don't. If yeah. You, if you like your day job, awesome. But, man. Like, I just want to do something myself five or ten years from now will, like, thank me for doing right now. Yeah. Like, Monday's not dreadful for me. Probably not for you either. No. Like, sure, I can get a case on of the Mondays on a Wednesday. Sometimes Monday is a... Wow, that Monday felt like a, an old Monday, but man, it's just another day. Yeah, because we like it. Yeah, and and if if you're in a situation where like you, you work a job you don't like, or like you spend a large part of your day doing something that's miserable to you, like the first place to start to get out of that is make a small adjustment and like just build in that little block of time that allows you to do something that you really actually do, like. I don't care what it is. Like if you like to go run, go run. Like if you like to. If you like to go to the batting cages, go to the batting cages. Ooh, like, that actually does. We should we should take a little field yeah. trip if, off if the If there's drum like and if there's balls. a place if there's a place in your local area that makes you happy every time you go there, just walk there and just sit there for ten minutes, and then and then go back to work. Do or do whatever you need to do. Like yeah. if, like make sure like be flexible. I'm sure, I'm sure there's time to, to go do that mm-hmm. and start there because like that you'll find that that will start to get you out of that. But yeah, for sure. That's what we talk a lot about on our episode with Charity Golden, which we'll be releasing soon. Dude, Get, that, mental that health, one... over, overcoming self limitation, self limitations and obstacles. I think you guys are gonna like that episode. Yeah, we. Oh, I won't give much weight, but that's a powerful episode. We talked yeah. about that a little bit after we finished up that day, and I was, I was saying, Tim and I were talking. That was just, there was some a lot of depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of history and, and weight that brought about positive conversation, mm-hmm. and it was yeah. yeah it, it Charity is a mental courts. mental health coach. She works one on one with people. She has a mm-hmm. magical universe coaching business. That's the name of her business. Um, she got certified mental health coach, and yeah, yeah you guys so, are gonna like that episode. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, all right, anything else for our our uh, fun <clears throat> conversation here, Tim? Or we want to get into some tips? Yeah, yeah, career Just tips. Tip. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been having one pretty consistently in terms of nutrition and I've used it as a tool before, but, uh, people who have trouble falling asleep mm-hmm. and then, so I ask them, you know, if, if I have someone fill out an intake or just ask me some, some questions at the office and, you know, if I find out they have trouble falling asleep and, or issues waking up, you know, is there cortisol curve completely inversed or can they just they're not falling asleep you know what's their nighttime routine do they have a lot of screens right before bed i've been guilty of that lately not gonna mm-hmm. lie um 
And then what's their what's their dinner usually consist of? Mm. So I had a patient once. She was buying a new house. She hated her job. Was trying to find a new job. Uh, moving in, you know, with her boyfriend uh, in physical pain. So she had a lot of stressors going on, and she wasn't falling asleep. And her dinner, she had no carbs. I was like, why don't no carbs at dinner? She goes, no, I hate carbs. Why do you hate carbs? Mm. Well, I don't know. Okay. Well, neither do I, sis. I, I need a little. And so, but we've been fed this. You know, carbs are the enemy. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I'm like, okay. You know, I find out if she has any you know sensitivities to gluten, dairy, uh, whatever. So I tell her, hey, just add some a little bit of some carb, potato, <clears throat> you know, rice, quinoa, couscous, w- whatever. And I was like. You don't need to go crazy. Just add, you know, maybe a cup of rice. And so the next week she comes back, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I've been I've been falling asleep. I've been going to sleep faster." So, the carbs will spike insulin, which brings cortisol levels down. Mm-hmm. So she had a lot of stressors going on, and so her cortisol was probably just kicking in through the roof all the time. Mm-hmm. And so the carbs can bring that down. Mm-hmm. So we can create. And manipulate change like that with food, um, you know, yeah. it's just time and place too. So a I don't, small adjustment. Too, I don't want someone out like. there thinking, "Oh man, I'm always stressed. I'm gonna hammer carbs because Colin said so." No, like that's <laughs> not the excuse to hammer the carbs. It's a tool. Like that's yeah. that's how I will use that sometimes. And you um, could do that at the end of the night to relieve stress before you go to bed. Is what right. You're saying. Yeah. But and it's not like. 20 minutes before bed, you know, we want to have a couple hours ideally. Oh yeah. You don't need to, yeah, you don't want to eat too much. You know, we can, we can use food that way. And that's kind of how I look at that, how we can manipulate positive change with, with nutrition. And it's like, we don't have to limit ourselves. I told her to eat more and I told her to eat carbs. Mm -hmm. It's like carbs aren't the enemy. Caloric surplus is the enemy. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's a, that's good. Small so, adjustments. Yeah, so small adjustments. Yeah, that's that's been a common one where I've been adding <clears throat> carbs um, or whatever the macro may be uh, to uh, I just I apply it a little differently, mm-hmm. and and that's where I think you know nutritional coaching Insti- institute where I got certified was you know they just have different applications of nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's the common one. But uh, yeah, if you're not utilizing food that way, think about you know how you're feeling. If you're not falling asleep at night, you're high stress. You got a lot of things going on. At, try a little carbs at dinner. Don't go ham, but mm-hmm. you know that's how we can use food to help improve our lifestyle. Yeah, and health. Because if that's you're not great. sleeping, er- everything else will eventually not work as properly what are some examples of uh some healthy carbs that someone or like what what are the first if someone were to ask you like what are some examples of things i can eat well i I would start with as minimally processed processed as possible Mm -hmm. so yeah i'll utilize pastas and breads and things but rice is rice fine if rice sits well with you some people can't do grains as well Mm -hmm. so yeah the other thing you know as minimally minimally processed as possible and does it agree with you mm-hmm. you know if you don't feel good after you eat a cup of rice then you know try a different carb i like quinoa couscous is my favorite but it has wheat and i have a gluten excuse me sens- sensitivity unfortunately what are your thoughts on the cauliflower rice at chipotle is that good uh Healthy? It, it, it depends if you for some reason need a lower carb with that meal but you mm-hmm. still want the rice effect cauliflower rice is a good a okay. good option because you're getting maybe a few grams of carbs yeah you're still getting carbs like but not maybe three to five okay like cauliflower rice is little to no carb yeah um so yeah d- depends on on what you need it for yeah if you okay. just want to try it to see if you like it. yeah i like cauliflower rice but i want the carbs mm-hmm. like i want that mm-hmm. um so that's why i don't do it Right, but yeah, it's it's good. Okay, bet. But yeah, it, you know, it just depends what what you're going for. Mm-hmm. What's the goal, and you know, it can be useful. It, it could be a hindrance. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Good insights. Just a little tip. Yeah. Thank you. No, just a tip. What you got for us, Tim? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna talk about cover letters today. 
Ooh. Uh, I've spoken with a lot of, I get the same question for pe- new people I, I work with. Like, hey, do I need a cover letter for this job? Um, and I just think it depends. I mean, don't we just love that answer? It depends. Dude, yeah, it's, yeah, it depends. Whenever Sorry. I work, whenever I work with a client who has an HR background or a hiring background or has worked in human resources, I, I ask every single one of them, like, hey, like, do you read cover letters when, when people apply for jobs? And I speak with a lot of different people and I think it's like 50, 50. I think some people read them. Some people don't like some people like to know why you're applying for a job. And some people look to them for maybe unique information that the resume may not show. So, but some people I've talked like, no, I don't look at them. I just go straight to the resume. But I've also seen some job postings that will ask like in the requirements, like submit a resume and a cover letter. And I tell people like, it's better to err on the safe side and like just submit one rather than like sure. get disqualified because you didn't. Um, so, and what I want to talk about today is like, if you're like looking to tailor a cover letter for like a specific job or like write one that's like unique, um, there's something that you can do that I think is an effective tool. Like people ask me like, oh, what do I put in the cover letter? And one of the things is, A, like you want to show like why you're applying for the company, like what you what you like about them. And the second thing is like, you want to show them how you're a good match for them. So one quick you can do if you have like a company that you really want to write a good cover letter for is go to their company website, go to the about me or about us section or the core value section. If you build a good website for your business, there'll be a page that explains your, your founding principles, your core values, Mm -hmm. a blurb about who founded the company or like why it was founded and go there and pick out like two to three like core values or like foundations that the, the company was built on or something about their mission statement. And then talk about those in your cover letter and explain like a like or yeah, a where you've applied that before and like give a specific example of where you did that in a previous job. And then B, explain like how you want to do it for that company. Yeah. I think it's just a small like it takes like one or two sentences to do that in a cover letter. So value add. Yeah. So if someone reads it like I guarantee you, like they're gonna, they're gonna look highly more highly upon you and increase your chances of at least getting your foot in the door, getting an interview to talk to someone. So that's right. that was my tip. Yeah, yeah. Show what what you're gonna do for them. Mm-hmm. And show show that you did like you at least invested time into learning about them and like researching them and vetting them. And yeah. even though like doing what I just described, like obviously you should do your research on their companies, but like what I just described takes like five minutes to do. And so. That's a good point that you should take time to learn about them because mm-hmm. you want them to take time to interview and learn about you. Yeah. And That's a great you, point. Those yeah. are usually an hour. Yep. So, and you should want to learn about them too to see if you don't like mm-hmm. yeah. that scenario. That's what I, I didn't do. I didn't ask enough questions about, you know, what's the, what's the managing like here? You know, who mm-hmm. would be my manager? Can I talk to that? You know, all yep. those different... I want to know how, like, are they going to be on me about every little thing or do I have a lot of freedom, too much freedom? Yeah. Not enough guy. You know, I, I didn't think about asking those questions years ago. Yeah. By years ago, it's like four, yeah. five. Talk to as many people as you can who work there. Cause yeah. like, obviously the people who are hiring you and bring you on, if they really want to hire you, like they're going to talk their company up, but they're going to tell you good things about their company, but you want to talk get insights from everybody who's worked there, like who's been there for a couple of years, who has more of, who's more in touch with what goes on at the yeah. team level, at the employee level every day. So talk to those people too. Yeah. No, it's great advice. Yeah. Good for a cover letter. Cause yeah. I don't, I don't think a lot of people know how to write. Th- I, I didn't know how to really structure those well enough. I think mm-hmm. if people did even read them. Yeah. But, uh, Tim, what, uh, what'd you recently do with your business? Oh, with the, the ebook? What, what big project did you just finish? Yeah, so one of my resolutions was to create more content. As I uh, shit on res- resolutions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, my goal this year is to create more free content, but also more uh, content in the form of ebook that I would list on, on Amazon, which I completed my first ebook. <laughs> How to write a resume. Um, yeah, so that's on Amazon and that's on um Barnes and Noble bookstore as well. So eBooks, but yeah, I'm just really happy that now that I, I mentioned this on another podcast, like writing this eBook included everything there is about writing a resume. So now that I can, now that I have that, now that that's out there, I can break it up into like smaller content pieces for, for blog, like blog posts, for like free handouts, for, for social media posts, like free for stuff. Sure. 
yep. that I'm going to like dissect through that. And I'm glad that I have that blueprint on there. So that's released. And then I'm currently working on one right now, um, how to be successful on LinkedIn. So that's my project for this month. That's going to be a huge yeah. yeah. And then the third one is going to be <laughs> everything to get ready for the interview. So I'm going to write three eBooks and my, my goal is to get that done one each month by, by March. And then, uh, Ooh. April through June is going to be dedicated to building the courses online where like, oh, let's go. Yeah. I, uh, nice. So nice. Yeah. Happy with things are, I mean, job's not finished. We're only like month two. So let's go. it's kind of a six month little project for me, but yeah, that's cool though. Oh dude, that's exciting, man. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm, I'm just happy to share. Like the goal here is like, obviously I love working with people one-on-one. It's, it's personalized. It's, you can dedicate full attention to them, but I think this allows me to also impact like more people on a wider scale. Yeah. Um, and it's out there. It's like content that's out there. So, and it doesn't, it doesn't take like two, it's passive. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was, uh, your favorite and least favorite part about the whole process from start to publish? Yeah. I would say like the most annoying thing, maybe, um, I would say, by the uh, fourth time, I was rereading it and proofreading it. I was a little bit tired of it at that point. <laughs> but I'd say just that the proofreading process at the end um, was, was... I'll do a better job on reading I, it on time I, when you send it to me. Oh, no, I don't care. It's, I, I wanted to send it to people like you and Brett and other people yeah. uh, to just get an idea of like someone who's never written a resume before, if they'd be able to understand this. But yeah, yeah no, I'd say that, but I'd say the favorite part... I like making the blueprint at the beginning, like writing the outline. Mm, okay. Because, um, yeah, I, I enjoy, like, finally writing it in, like, final form. But there's nothing better than, like, brainstorming and, like, just thinking and, like, putting away all distractions and just putting your thoughts to paper. Yeah. And that's what the blueprint and, like, writing the outline process is like. So that's probably my favorite. Cool. That's what I'm doing right now with the, the second ebook. I'm wrapping up the outline. But, yeah. Nice. So. Nice. What, um... Is there anything that stuck out where you thought you could really do something better, like more efficient or anything like that for the, uh, in, for the next in, one? In writing it? Yeah. Yeah, I would just say trying to create as many, like trying to tell as much of a unique story as possible for each person. Like I think that's something that I can always get better at because like I write over 450 resumes a year. Mm-hmm. So being able to train yourself to like really focus and like each project is, is unique. And I, I say this with everybody and it's true. Like everyone has like no one's career story. No one's life story is just like yours. Like no one else has the same, unless there's like a clone out there on a, on a different planet. That's, I don't know, whatever, but oh, we can go yeah, down that we, hole. Yeah. No, we don't have, we don't have enough Happily. time to that today, but Happily. I'm just saying like, with my writing side, like when I write a summary for a resume, like when I write a cover letter, how can I make it as like unique as possible for that person? And and yeah. that's that's something I feel like I can always get better at. So Sweet. that's what kind of motivates me to like keep on doing this. So that's awesome. Yeah. One second. Okay, we're good. Good. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's uh, I'm excited to see to see how the rest comes yeah. out. Of course, it'll be good. All right, a little book talk. Yeah. Any other tips? No, uh, I'm, I'm good on my end. Yeah, I'm good there. Book talk, I'm good to go. Um, so my mom gave my brother and I uh, this uh, book for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it's called um, How to Make Great Decisions. And real quick read, real thin book. I read it on my way back from Utah. And it's, it's written by a priest uh, so it, it's faith and God based, but the lessons can be kind of utilized, you know, throughout your everyday life, regardless of your faith, religious stance. Um, and so, wanted to talk about a few points that really stuck out to me throughout the book. Um, one was in the book he writes, "We can't know the grand plan, but we can know the next step." Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that we'll know the second step or the third step after that. Mm-hmm. but we know the next step. Yeah. We don't know the big picture. Like you and I think we know the big picture. Oh, that's so good. Of our lives. Yeah. We think we know. Mm-hmm. 
Like right now, it feels like we are properly placed in our lanes. That's that's where we think we're at right now. Mm-hmm. And we might stay here for a long time, for a short, you know, we don't know. We just know the next step. Yep. Next step for you is to write ebook number two. Mm-hmm. That is the next step. Yep. Um, for me, it's to plan out my days by hour mm-hmm. or two hour increments. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's the whole plan could change next yep. week in five years, but it was just, I don't know. It, it helped because I like to, I'm a big picture person mm-hmm. too. And sometimes it's hard for me to focus on one thing at a time. Um, like I was saying, I'll get scatterbrained if it's not organized. So that hit me to, to realize, Hey, just, I know the next step and focus on that, mm-hmm. um, which will help the overall grand plan, whether that becomes what it looks like to me right now or not. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, there was just some, uh, some, uh, like I said, hit me hard to do one thing at a time. And then the second biggest thing was God always speaks in clarity. So I think a lot of times, and in the past, I've, I've struggled with the fact of, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? You know, am I as fulfilled as I can be? And, you know, it's, he made the point that we're not going to have to answer a question that has not been asked of us yet. Mm-hmm. So if we're not ready for it, God is not going to ask it of us. Now, there may be things that come up that will make us think, oh, should I do that? But just because a door might be open doesn't mean it's the right door for you. Mm-hmm. So he will always speak in clarity. Like if something keeps keeps knocking on your door, then it's maybe I need to at least give that a second thought or another look. Yeah. But you know we aren't going to have to answer questions that have not been asked of us yet. You know whether that's by God, the universe, whatever you think. You know energy, but you know things will come up when they have to. Yeah. Uh, and then the the third thing was discernment requires action. So they use discernment like in spirituality uh, sense, but you can apply it to other decision making processes. So if it's hey, I'm thinking about this. If if you just were saying Tim, hey, I'm I'm thinking about writing this ebook on writing a resume. I'm I'm discerning. Three months later, you're like. Yeah, I'm still thinking about how to start that ebook. I'm I'm discerning. I'm discerning. Uh, discernment requires action. Yeah. So if you were mulling on something, if you're thinking about doing something, you, there has to be action with it too. Mm-hmm. And um, so it, you know, a lot of times I procrastinate. It's like, even if I'm procrastinating, there has to be action. Mm-hmm. Do something else while I procrastinate that one other thing. Yeah. Or if it's, hey, I need to do this work. Uh, I really just want to drag my feet. Like, do something else that has to get done while I drag my feet and wait till the last minute to finish the first thing. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But those three things, yeah, we don't know the grand plan. We know the next step. God speaks in clarity and discernment requires action. I thought were some of the bigger yeah. key points that I took away from uh, how to make great decisions. Yeah, that's that's a great share. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, the next step thing is definitely my favorite of the ones you shared. That one's so true. It goes, I mean, it's pretty much similar to Gary Vee's thing, micro speed, macro patience. Mm-hmm. Like maximize your next 24 hours. Focus on what's in front of you. Yeah, it's and it's tough. What did you share on your story yesterday? Distraction is evil or something? Uh, Distraction. Evil is whatever distracts. Yeah. I think that's a little more A lot of distractions stoicism. that... that Take your mind off of what's most important right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. The things that you do now are what your future self will thank you for. So yeah, don't, don't be distracted in the present moment. No, sir. Yeah, it's uh, like like I said, quick read. Yep. Quick read. <clears throat> um, but good lessons. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it, it is very uh, God and faith driven, but you know can be used, I think, universally. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Good. Where are you taking us, Tim? Yeah, so I'm, I'm not going to talk about a book today. I'm going to talk about <gasps> an audio tape that I listen to <gasps> on Spotify. <gasps> it's my favorite thing. I listen to it at least once a week. Okay. 
uh, it's called The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale. I've talked about it on here before. Yeah. But it's like a it's like a tent. Like each tape is like three to five minutes long. There's like ten tapes. Oh, There's nice. like ten tracks. Um, but yeah, he he was talking about our mind, mm-hmm. our minds, and he put an interesting spin on it. Um, talks about like the most valuable thing, uh, the most valuable things in our life, the most valuable things are actually free. Like we talk, like we live in a culture where like a thing like bu- buying culture, like buying a house, like buying a car, like buying the material things, and like focused on like what like money can bring us uh-huh. which is true like it can bring nice things bring, bring a lot sure um but he was talking about on this tape and this was an old tape like i can long time ago like this is these are like fundamental things like this is a very like you can hear the scratching on the tape how old this is <laughs> i gotta look at what year it is but timeless principles he says like the most valuable things in our in our life like are actually free our mind is free like the mind that we get mm. we, we you didn't pay for your mind yeah so your love and care for other people in relationships like you did not buy or pay for the ability to like connect with people and love people and do whatever you want. Um, and then your work ethic as well. Like, like your drive, like how hard yeah. you work for your business. Like, where did you go buy that at? Where'd you, yeah. where, did you pay for that somewhere? He's talking about those three things and he's like, and then he equates like, we, we've all heard this is like what you plant in your mind is what you, what you're going to sow, like what you're going to take mm-hmm. from it. Yeah. And he goes like that, like, the thoughts you put in your, your mind and how you train your mind every day, like with the thoughts you put on it in it, like what you think about, what you use it for, like the like the fact that you can do that for free and then reap so much of the the money stuff, like the the cars, the houses, whatever like you, you like giving to charities, like whatever you spend your money on, like that's what comes from what's free is like your mind. So I thought that was that was crazy. And he was talking about how like you notice how like people who can make money like they can lose it all and then they can get it back like money money keeps on like you can lose money and get it back like you can you can lose a car and and get it like get a new one or like you can always get those things but like you lose your mind like you die like you if you lose your mind you go brain dead like you cannot get that back which is crazy so i just think it's damn yeah and you you can you can create whatever you want like i know it's it's so cliche but it's so true like you can create whatever you want by what you put in your mind so that that audio tape put that in perspective so dude yeah those are sweet like because uh, we don't think about we don't think about that yeah that those things are free mm-hmm. you know you hear like oh the rent's due every day you know mm-hmm. that sure but um like yeah controlling your mind yeah and how hard you want to work like i was there it was is a, the most important thing to yeah, us yeah it should be um love and care for others like, yeah, it, it doesn't cost anything but a little effort to be nice to people, you know. And just they seem so simple but overlooked. But, I, oh, dude, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah, especially work ethic, man. Oh. Yeah. And, like, whatever, like, motivates you, like, if you're if, – if you want to make money and have financial freedom, like – that is the ultimate goal for, for everybody. But I think if you really just maximize like what's, what's given to you for free, like it's not going to come right away. It, it really isn't. It's not supposed to, but like one day, like if you keep, it's going to hit one, like it will come to you after a while, like yeah. after consistently doing it. Since we're on the topic of controlling your mind, um, how, what are some ways you think, if someone's like, hey, I have just a lot of negative thoughts right now. I'm dealing with this thing and that thing and you know whatever it is in their life that's kind of dragging them down. You know, when someone's in that spot, it could be tough to hear, oh, just, you know, think about something else. You know, put better things mm-hmm. in your mind. That might not speak to them or resonate as well as it's intended to when mm-hmm. they're super low. Mm-hmm. How can someone start to control their mind a little more and have better inputs that could be helpful and are manageable in a low point? Yeah. Well, I think ha- having a, an issue or problem with someone else, like an external thing, like 
that just requires communication, like allowing pe- both people to share your thoughts and, and communicating with them directly and, and not hiding anything, like being open communication. That's with someone else. But I mean, we talk about like Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits for Highly Affected People, how you need to have private victory before you can have public victory. Mm. Um, like you need to be able to master yourself, your emotions and your thoughts first before you go and, and, and are able to properly fix the problems that and the negativity that's in your life because of others. But I would say it goes back to that private victory. Like if you have a lot of things, like, like a lot of stress going on and, and a lot of things pulling you in different directions and maybe things you can't control. Like, I think it's important to at least be intentional and intentional about setting time. We each- can make up words. Yeah, bro. we can. It's yeah. show. That sounded, that's, I should just roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I think it just starts with, with discipline and, and budgeting, like, a certain set of time each day where like you are along with your thoughts and like you're able to like write down what you're feeling and like you it's important to talk with other people you trust about your problems like like you should always do that but Mm -hmm. like I do think it's important for people to at least recharge and um, at least collect their thoughts and like ask what's like what's really important to them and really because like I think the, at the end of the day, like the most important person, like you're going to be your biggest fan. Like you're always going to give yourself the best advice because like you, you know what truly drives you and what you're passionate about. And I think it's important to get out of that, to just be honest with yourself and like budget time, write these things down so you don't lose them um, and connect with that first and connect with like whatever, whatever you're passionate about and whatever is going to make you the best version of yourself. Like just continue to like take time to just think about that. You may not know the answer today, but um, I promise you, like someone else doesn't know that answer for you. Like you, you know the answer at the end of the day. So, I would say that, dude. Well, that's what's up. Yeah, baby. Little mic drop over there. Yeah. No, I. Dude, that's great. Yeah, it's and it's know. a different path for everybody. Everyone realizes it in different ways. I'm not saying there's a, like you're just gonna go into a room one day and it's gonna come to you. Like, you need to listen to your intuition and like just like your yeah. path is like no one else's so don't think you need to follow the same path as someone else or compare yourself to other people like mm-hmm. um, I know people who have um, who didn't like really find their passion until they were like later in life like there's no specific age like when you graduate college like that's not always when you're gonna like know your true passion like I know people that went back and got a degree when they were 60 years old because yeah. that, that's what they wanted to do and that's what drove them like no one's path is the same that's all I need to know yeah. Don't compare yourself to other people. There you have it. Yeah, let's go. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yes, sir. Chris <laughs> Almighty. Yeah. I want to watch the movie again. Where Good I film. I saw something about it somewhere. I can't remember. I'm going to watch it again. That's all you need to know. All right, man. Uh, you got anything else, actually? No, I'm good. Good episode today. Yes, sir. I enjoyed it. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us. As always, if you're enjoying the show... Please head on over to iTunes, leave us a five-star rating and review that helps us with our visibility with the show and momentum. Um, And then if there's any topics or guests you would like to hear or have us uh, try to reach out to to get on the show, please hit us up on our social medias at Off The Dome Radio. We'd love to hear from you guys. And until next time, we are out of (laughs) here.